And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I know I just said it before we started recording, but it does feel like it has been a while since I have seen that adorable face of yours. Well, thank you, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Um, right back at you, sir. Uh, what's new? How have you been? You know, I, I was away last week. Uh, what have I missed? How are things? How much mulch? How much mulch have you been mulching? None, none, no mulch. I don't even know if I'm going to get to it this year. Actually, it's been a very weird summer. It's either pouring rain or 150 degrees. Yeah, and neither of which uh, are conditions that I want to work in. No. And last Saturday, ah! oh my goodness, was Gotcha Day. So right now. My attention is diverted um, mm-hmm. towards new puppy dog. Okay, I want to hear. I want to hear everything. Um, well, it's a dog. Yeah, it's a pretty small one at this point. Mm-hmm. How old? Um, eight weeks. Oh my goodness! Plus a few days. Okay, I guess. Well, his actual birthday. I think he's nine weeks. Tomorrow, actually, based off his yeah, actually, based off the actual birthday, nine weeks tomorrow. So he's and about it. four pounds, maybe a little less. Wow, tiny, teeny. It's sort of like holding a guinea pig, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it makes a similar noises at this stage. It, it beeps and squeaks, and that's about it. Occasionally, it lives out something resembling an arf when it really wants some attention. But you mm-hmm. know, um, you know, he's fun. He's cute. He's crazy. We call him the Turbo Spud. Um, he looks like a little russet potato, and when he gets all wound up, he just takes off after Oscar. Uh, yeah, that's Turbo Mode. How, how so. is how is Big Brother handling this transition? Um, largely with grace, I'll say. Um, I think he's doing very well. He's very kind and gentle for the most part, but don't fuck with him. <laughs> when. Uh, when the little one, uh, whose name is going to be Lenny, uh, when Lenny comes up and bites at him, because that's what Lenny does at this stage, is takes little nips at things, um, that can get Oscar worked up, and he's not afraid to sort of run Lenny down. And then <laughs> Lenny just sort of goes, ah! and rolls onto his back and goes complete submissive. And- Oops. Yeah. They're coming to more of an understanding with every passing day. Today's only day five. Day fo- five? If, okay. Well, four, four full days. You picked them up yeah. Saturday. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, my understanding is being reached. Uh, similar uh, similar coat color. Different is, is, is Lenny a little more of a lighter brown? Yeah, so Lenny isn't like still is not the traditional like black and tan mm-hmm. uh dachshund, but he's probably going to be fairly light brown with um darker brown hi- highlights. Um right now he's more dark brown, but I suspect that will fade as he gets older 
and you sort of start moving the fuzz and you start looking down towards the skin, it's already lightening up down there. So mm-hmm. hard to say. At the moment, I don't think a russet potato is a bad description uh, of what his coat is. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He's a lot of fun. He's um, like so ball of energy at times and also crashes. He does mostly eat, poop, pee, and sleep. Um, that's pretty much it. He plays. He also plays. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays hard. Um, but yeah. At this stage, they're very needy. Um, when they cry at you, there's only a certain number of things it can be. Yeah. Uh, you either just ate or, okay, maybe you need to drink. Nope, you're not thirsty. All right. Uh, do you need to pee? We were just out. Nope. When was the last time you pooped? Oh, that could be it. No. Are you just in need of playing? No. Maybe you're just tired. Oh, that was it. Much in the same way as an actual child. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Uh, I should have have been a better better their compatriot and friend. Not only did I not check in, but I should have offered. We could have taken another week off if you're you're needed elsewheres. From what? You, if you're need, if you're needed elsewhere, like is, is mom going to be okay watching both of them for this so. hour, hour and a half? Yeah, probably. Um, the little one is mostly just sleeping right now. Um, he was going insane before we had dinner. Before dinner, we said what we've been doing the last few days is during dinner we put him in his crate so he gets some time to settle in, to to mellow out, take a nap. And tonight he didn't even cry going into the crate. So that's a nice improvement. Um, And he's sleeping. As far as I know right now, he'll probably sleep for at least an hour. So she'll probably be all right. Um, I think she might even have taken Oscar out at the moment. The the terror is confined. So no immediate. Are Are you finding it difficult to give Oscar the love and attention that he needs and deserves with so much of the focus on the little one? Definitely the definitely the the amount of love that he deserves, yes. Um, but he's become, I think, less needy over time. Um, he does still like to curl up in somebody's lap at night. And the last couple of nights he's been like looking at your lap when there's this other thing there. And he still has he to his credit, he has tried to take up residence like further down the legs or to the side. And that has worked out until the little spud wakes up and says, Oh, is my brother here? And then, you know, it doesn't always work out, but it's, it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. I think it'll go the right way. Well, and I'm glad you have some extra time to be able to be there for these first important weeks or have you accepted, Or have you accepted another job or two since I spoke to you last? I think I probably have accepted a job to, um, well, it's it's sort of, a, it's, it's, it is the same job, first of all. Um, but I had been talking with folks in our center for, you know, teaching excellence about, you know, working with them on possibly a course redesign of some sort. Oh, okay. 
I had heard about this one. Right. I, I think that's more or less officially going to happen unless my okay. department head shoots it down, which I don't think is going to happen. But Yeah, but that's going to benefit you in the long run if you're able to do that. Correct. So Yeah. That I don't mind. I just, you know. But it is additional money and additional time spent. But it was honestly, it was time that I was probably going to spend mm-hmm. anyways. Mm-hmm. And maybe doing it through them, it now means I'll have set hoops that I have to jump through, which can be both good and bad. It's good because I am deadline oriented and having some sort of outside force demanding my performance is probably a good thing. Yes. Uh, bad thing is, though, it's probably going to be more rigorous than what I would have done on my own. In terms of, you know, assessments and sure. being able to quantitate improvement and blah, 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 blah. Sure. But, hey, that's what they're paying me for. That's what they say. That's what they say. But, yeah, Lenny's great. Um, doing something different. Something I picked up with a lot of different folks with dog training videos on YouTube. I got to tell you, it's a whole new paradigm, DC, trying mm-hmm. to train a dog. In the days of YouTube, there's a lot of good videos out there. Well, I guess it's up to your discretion whether they're good or bad, right? Because everybody's got a different philosophy. There's a million different pieces of conflicting evidence and whatever. So, But there is a whole lot of content. That is for sure. Yeah, a lot of content. One of the things I saw that I I, I never didn't really wasn't something I was thinking about, but they said, hey, you're going to sleep the dog in the crate because that's what you do when you're trying to housebreak a puppy. Put it up next to your bed. Get your dresser, clear it off, or your your te- your your bedside table there, your your nightstand. Put the crate up there. Let the dog sleep right next to your fucking head um, for at least like the first four days or so. And it helps with bonding with the puppy. And it also helps with, you know, just acclimating him to the new home to the crate, etc. Because I got to tell you, I remember with Oscar, it was extremely difficult. And we would put him in the crate down in, in this was back when we lived in the condo, and he was yep. down in the kitchen, and we were upstairs, and you know, the, the sage advice of, of yore was just let him cry it out. Let him cry yep. it out. And I got to tell you, man, he never cried it out. Like, it just would go on and on and on and on to the point of being like wanting to discipline the dog of going down and be like quiet. You know what I mean? Like giving him a, but like that never really helped. Sure. Um, and so with Lenny, we took a different approach. I did clear off my nightstand. I put the crate up there. And so the last uh, four nights, I guess. Yeah. It's been pretty good. I mean, obviously, he doesn't like being in the crate at first. He does whine a bit, or at least certainly the first day he did. But even that first day that we got him, I said, I'm I'm not, and this was, again, coming from some of these videos, I wasn't going to make the mistake of waiting to use the crate until it was bedtime, because we did that with Oscar. Um, We've been utilizing the crate throughout the day. it's I'll bring I got a nice small plastic one. It's lightweight. I carry it with me upstairs, downstairs, whatever I need to do. I put it up on the couch next to me. And so like when he comes up and we've been playing for a while and it's clear that, OK, what he needs now is a nap. Um, I might hold on to him in my lap until he starts falling asleep. Then I shove him in the crate and I close the door. <laughs> and usually he just kind of looks at me 
And at first, yeah, there was a little bit of whining, but at this point, he just kind of looks at me and I just puts his head back down and he goes uh, to sleep. So when I think about crates, the crate that my parents' dog had was metal wire, but with big spaces in between. I assume that can't be what you put a russet potato in. No, no. Um, but they come in all sorts of different sizes. You can get wire crates with smaller spaces. And we certainly have like a medium-sized one downstairs that we inherited from um, the in-laws. Mm -hmm. And that was very helpful. That was the crate we used with Oscar. Um, but it is a little too large for this dog starting out, which can be problematic given his size, right? Because it means he can go to one corner of a crate that's too large, do his business, retreat to the other side and be largely unaffected by it. Yep. So having a smaller space confining him in with the mess, the wisdom is anyways, would be better in terms of discouraging that behavior moving forward. Sure. Um, but that actually hasn't been a problem for Lenny. Um, but again, that's sort of something that, again, watching all this content and it's even something that I, I just, we've come to do with Oscar just naturally. Like before you put him in, into his room or, or in this case, into a crate, you take him outside to use the bathroom. You give him an opportunity. Um, as soon as he comes out of the crate, you take him outside to give him an opportunity. You feed him. You take him outside to give him an opportunity. You see that he takes an especially large drink. You take him outside to give him an opportunity. Like, you know what I mean? Like as long as you, you have to go in and out with them. So that kind of sucks. But outside of that, it does mean that they get the opportunity to do the business where it's supposed to be done. They get to be praised. They get to actually start to associate, hey, I'm supposed to be doing this here. And yeah, it's been working out. I, we haven't had one quote unquote accident mm -hmm. uh, in the crate. So hey. it's been all right. Um, how many times a night are you? Yeah. So that's yeah, the thing. But, but that, is, that is the other nice thing about it is. Having him right there means when he needs to go. And when, like I, when again, DC, when you're a four pound russet potato, your bladder is not very, very small. large. Yeah. Right. It's not very large. So, really, ostensibly, I would say during the day, two hours, you got to take him out every two hours. At night, when he's a little less active, he's not running around, he's not like, you know, getting, getting everything moving, he can go a little bit longer. Um, the first night, I was definitely out there probably every two hours or so. The next night, probably. Um, but I think the next night from there, we only went out twice. Um, once around like 1 a.m. and then another time around like 5 or 6 a.m. And then instead of it would be easy just to stay up at that point. But because that is not our usual schedule, what I had been doing is I've been taking him back to the crate and I put him back in and I get back in bed. And we go back to sleep for an hour to like 7.30 or so, which is Oscar's medication time when we have to get up. And, and you know, we'd be up around that time. Maybe we'd get up at 7. We'd be showering, whatever. We'd be downstairs for Oscar at 7.30. Then we'd be out the door by 8 o'clock, right? So trying to work that schedule more or less into this thing. And I think it's working out, largely speaking. Um, and having him right next to you, you can sort of uh, be able to discern in the middle of the night, does he actually need to go? Um, you know, depending on how persistent he is with the whining, is he going to settle or not? And, you know, again, in terms of bonding and settling, it's real easy to just sort of 
reach your hand out, put your fingers into the door and, you know, he can just kind of give him a sniff or, you know, give him a lick. And he goes, oh, you're here. I'm not alone. And I really think that's largely what it's about, you know, because at least for him, he, he mostly just settles right down. And it's at this point, again, today, putting him in the crate before dinner, no crying. He just took a nap. So, hey, seems like it's working to some extent. I can't say it's the best strategy. Think of how, think of how easy dogs three, four, and five will be. Right? When you just are crazy dachshund people. Yeah, that'll be soon. I, I envision us getting the third dog when Lenny turns maybe two or three years old. So, Really? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at this point, DC, we're more financially secure mm-hmm. to where... With Oscar, it always felt like, especially when he had his health conditions early on, it always sort of felt like if he needed serious surgery, yeah, could we do it? Could we afford it? Um, and we, I think we feel a little bit more secure in that now. Again, I'm not ser- I'm actually not seriously saying that we will get a third dachshund. Uh, but the other thing, and that Mrs. Mance is not going to like to hear this. So Mrs. Manson, you can go ahead and just skip 30 seconds on the podcast right now. But he's sure. going to be 11 this year. He's got yeah. epilepsy. Yeah. You know, like, he, how, he's a very young 11 years old. He seems like he's in great health today, right now. Yep. But, you know. Yep. You know. I, you're being realistic, and I don't think there's anything wrong with being realistic. Yeah. So. Well, it sounds like it is just a yabba-dabba-doo time over there. In, oh, uh, at Manson Manor. Has uh, GQ... Right, right has, before dinner, uh, the dog was chasing a ball. Lenny, I was throwing the ball. He was chasing it into the kitchen. Well, into the dining area, which is kind of separated from her kitchen. It's kind of, it's kind of an open concepts tile thing. It's kind of one area. But you've been there. You know what I'm talking about. I'm just describing it for the audience. Mm-hmm. But more towards the, the table, that area. He brought it back once. I threw it a second time. And as he was in the... Right around the kitchen table... From the actual proper kitchen where the preparation dinner was happening, something fell to the countertop and it was loud. And so this dog jumped, cried, hit the ground, started limping, crying. And of course, I rush over and pick the little beast up. Oh, God, what's the matter? Are you okay? And, you know, put him back down and he seemed fine. Was Mrs. Manson okay? I didn't check. (laughs) (laughs) I presume Uh, so. We ate dinner, so. I didn't notice her crying or limping, so I assumed it was fine. it seemed all right. Um, But now that you mention it, maybe I'll check in. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, So I will say it's kind of funny because compared to Oscar, at least the way I remember Oscar being, Sure. Yeah, this one's definitely more more of a crybaby. This one's a little bit more vocal. It's not afraid to to whine at you when he needs something. Well, then I just not that I'm an expert in sibling dynamics, but I'm fascinated by them being an only child and having taught for 15, 16 years. I tend to collect siblings and I tend to notice differences between them. 
that fits. You know, this this one knows there's another beast there, so they're going to need attention somewhere. And the thing that they got going for them is they're the size of a russet potato. True. And the closest thing to understanding him is that other beast. So, yeah, yeah, that does track. That does so. track. You were saying something about GQ. <clears throat> Has GQ met Lenny yet? I know you Not were doing. Yet. I know you were doing some regular uh, work on Sound yeah. Scary. We did season. take the beginning of the week off. Um, GQ was supposed to come over today to do more Sound Scary, and he would have met Lenny. Uh, however, he was unable to attend for matters of for personal matters. Okay. Okay. Well, hope hope he's doing well. Me too. Okay. GQ, if you're listening, I hope it burns a little less now. Uh-huh. Oh. Okay. Well, it could be one of a couple of things, none of which are good. <laughs> none of I which. I could just be lying. You don't know. Okay. I, I was, uh, I was at my parents' house. Yeah. So I drove multiple times by his street. And every time I'm like, I'm just going to go knock on his door. I'm just going to go to his house last Thursday. We uh, went out to get some barbecue. Nice. At a local place. It was quite good. Nice. We went to a local brewery and enjoyed a, a, a drink. We went back to his place. We played brawlers on the switch. Okay. And then and then he had to go pick up his kids and be a responsible adult. So yeah. I left. But it was fun. <laughs> it was very fun. Yes, it was a good time. It was very I'm nice glad. to go over there. I have not been over there often. Um I was able to go to the basement to see the the collection. Mm-hmm. Uh I will point out for the record. Yes. That I don't believe I've ever been to that house. Well, if it makes you feel any better before today. I was only there the day that I helped him move. Yeah. And then the day that he asked me to help him install his home theater speakers. I don't think I left the living room that day. Okay. And the so other day was, I only went to the rooms that I moved furniture into. This was the first time. So, this was the first time it was a strictly social call. Uh, yeah, you could say that. Okay. I'm sure it'll never happen again. I got to say though, he's got a dog as well. Uh, a larger golden doodle. I'm sure he's talked about yeah. it before. Yeah. She is wonderful. I love her. She's definitely getting a little older now. I know mm-hmm. that is a, a great pain point for GQ, but I got to say she's still quite lovable. Still quite lovable. They they could get a second dog too. Uh, They, they kind of got a, a, a second one and a third one at some point, but these ones are way needier. So, I'm just saying they could. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the I, actual that was that was that was a rib, folks. That was a rib about GQ's, you know, young humans. Yeah, I was trying to remember if we had admitted that he had children on the show before. I think. We oh did. yeah, he's talked about it. He hosted this show for a while. He did, but I, I don't remember if that was something that we talked about or not. Yeah. Regardless, I don't mean to say that I was that was just a rib. That was a rib. Um, but I do think that they'll put off getting a dog until the, 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 the at least the youngest is a bit older. So that's fair. You know, a little more responsibility. And so yes, I was I was at I was at Mama Matthews in the Champs house today, 
And uh, they have a dog. Again, this is the fourth white German Shepherd um, who is, goodness, three, four years old. Um, this one had, they woke up to uh, an accident on the dog bed. So when I got there, all the windows were open. Uh, <laughs> How old is it, this dog? Uh, three or four, I'm pretty sure. I can't remember. Should be past those types of accidents unless uh, there's something this wrong. Dog, the, this dog is crazy. This, Fair enough. This, this dog will bark at me, baring its teeth. I'm like, we've met many times. So now I have, oh, I, I think I left it. I want to bring just a plastic bag of the dog cookies because as soon as I offer this dog food, it's like, oh, yeah, oh, it's, it's you. okay. I remember okay. you. Yep. And then it comes over and lets me pet it and stuff. But you pass inspection after all. That's it. My that's, it that's it. Pay the yeah. toll. Mm-hmm. Pay mm-hmm. the toll. Pay the toll. All right. That's pretty much all the updates I have. You were on vacation, I think. Or at least, I, at least uh, you were traveling. I don't know. Yes and a, no. Yes and no. Yeah. We, we hoped it would be more of a vacation than it turned out. It turned out to be okay. very family oriented, which was I'm necessary. Sorry to which was necessary. Um, we did make it to a friendly toast, though. Oh, which one? Portsmouth again. Oh, yeah. Okay. Only one uh, I think I, I've been to. So I had a bulgogi bowl, which was much spicier uh, than the first one. Um, Do you guys not which, go for breakfast? We went at like, I think it was like 1030. Okay. So okay. Mrs. Matthews got the waffle. I just can't convince myself to get anything but breakfast there. Yeah. I am trying very hard to uh, drastically reduce, if not eliminate altogether, dairy from my diet. Yeah, probably and a good idea. That whipped cream is so, like, I, I did not feel. Now, granted, uh, my mother-in-law, because she's a delightful person, um, makes sure there is a box of seltzer when we come up, there's always a case of seltzer, okay. which I drank the entire thing. So I had been on like How eight or 10, three days. And a case is 12. I had probably about 10. Cause I had the, the cases of the kind she got were eight. And then I cracked open Look, another case. Should you probably have a glass of water instead of one or two of those cans each day? Sure. Yes. But in the grand scheme of things, it ain't so bad. no, no, but that amount of carbonation, I think, caused a little bit of, of turmoil. Ah, okay. Um, All right. Okay. But either way, but either way, um, yeah, it was, there was just some extra stress. When, when you say family stuff, was it just like seeing siblings and folks or we were or? we were dealing with my brother-in-law and his family we didn't actually see them on this trip it was my mother-in-law's birthday so there were events for that um okay, okay. Right. you know my wife's grandfather who is turning 90 in a couple of Oof. weeks yeah uh is up for the summer so that was you know and so it was it was just, you know, we had hoped we could go take a day trip here, take a day trip there. Didn't wind up happening. Not the end of the world. Um, no, and I'm sure I'm sure it was nice to see loved ones and so forth. Yes. But um but yeah, and we're just we're checking things off. We've got a huge list of things we're trying to get done to get this done, get that done. Um I feel like so all I, of my summer progress ground to a halt. But 
Whatever. A lot of it was outside. And like you said, they, you know, we had torrential. Did you have any flooding? Are you in a flood zone? Sort of nearby. Sure. But like, did you call the sac flood? Not really. Um, we do live like adjacent to some wetlands. So like mm-hmm. ostensibly we are in an area that should, but the actual neighborhood is built up enough that it's really not an issue. Sure. And I do think some folks in the neighborhood maybe do get water in their basement sometimes. Yep. But we are lucky in that our house is like on the crest of a slight hill in the neighborhood. Mm. So we are actually on the basically the highest point of the neighborhood, this particular house. And we never get water in the basement, despite yeah. there being a sump pump there. Um, so it's nice to have the sump pump as assurance. Sure. But it's has we had one when I was a kid. Ever. So that's nice. Um, yeah, there was a moment where, you know, we are up on a hill, but we are near a pond and there is a lovely walking path that kind of goes around the pond. At one point, most of that walking path was underwater. Gone. Yeah, there's a nearby um, park here where you can do a similar sort of walk and that was all underwater as well. Yeah, so we were fine, but it, it is it's, you know, today I was out and about doing things and today I was comfortable, which is unusual. It's yeah. I had don't Yeah, it was it's not bad out today. It's all right. It's all right yeah. for a change. So where do you want to go? We we have I want to emails. do a 12 bell salute. Ah. Uh, for a fallen we missed it last week. loved one, yes. mascot, uh important facet mm. of the DDT lore. Yes. Anything that you would care to say about <sighs> the 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 wrestling that you see when you are nine to twelve leaves mm. such that indelible legacy, like and probably earlier because you were watching with Hogan and Warrior and all of that stuff. Um, but I vivid stuff. I vividly remember that WWF magazine where this man took a handful of salad and a giant rack of ribs, and I was. I was captivated um, in a way. I wish I could still be captivated today. And so, you know, last week we were, we're away. I'm, you know, uh, up in the great North woods and I debated trying to figure out a way to do some sort of podcast while we were up there because man, Mantar July is not a good month. Like I think it was right at the end of the July when we lost Piper and you know, <sighs> yeah. Is is this what our is this what our future is? Just every couple of weeks, we're going to lose another hero. Not about every couple of weeks. I don't think there's that many heroes left. But I suppose that's true. But Mantar definitely was among the greats. Are you going to be watching Blood and Guts this evening? What's that? Uh, I believe it is. AEW's answer to war games. Ah, um, given that I do not have a way of watching their television programming, no, I will not be watching it. You could find a way. Uh, let's see. It is in Boston. If you left now, you could make it up there. Pass. Uh, I'd rather spend the night with Lenny. And Oscar. Mrs. Manson, I mean, you know. Wow. Uh, you'll see... You'll see at the show, you'll see Hook versus Jungle Boy. 
Okay. Which is, yeah. They said which that we saw. Yep. Did the jungle uh, boy, uh, cutting his hair or anything or no, I, he wasn't even wearing a Christian cage turtleneck. He had his hair pulled back in like a ponytail and he had sunglasses on. And he talked about he talked about how he's dating the hottest woman in wrestling. Ray Ripley? I don't think he's okay. No, that would be Buddy Murphy, I suppose. Um, Ray Ripley just always looks sweaty, so I assume she's the hottest. No, she's dated. I don't even remember who he's dating. Uh, you will see the final. They had basically a lethal lottery. They called it the Blind Eliminator. So random tag teams. Even though okay. one of the random tag teams was two members of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Random. Uh, so Sammy Guevara and Dancing Danny Garcia uh, taking on hey, the team. You know, at least when you say that now, now I know and I can know who that is. Who that is. That's that, true. That's more than they've ever done for him. Uh, taking on the team of Adam Cole and MJF. All right. I guess is that then, still kind of half cleared or, or what he's been wrestling in this tag team tournament. So I okay. think he's pretty good. Um, and then we have the blood and guts war games match, which is the Blackpool combat club uh, along with Pac. Yeah. So we have okay. the uh, taking on the golden elite, which is Kenny Omega hangman page Jenner. Uh, Generation Me and Kota Ibushi coming over from Japan. All right. That sounds all right. So that's all on the show tonight. Yeah. So it should be good. It, it, it like does. It does sound like a very good show. Um, a very good show. What I like even more, though, is it is Shark Week uh, for those who enjoy Shark Week. And AEW has brought in. Shark Boy. The shark boy? The shark boy. Holy shnikes. Like I looked on uh, wrestling headlines and they were like former WCW slash impact star brought to dynamite. And I was like, you're burying the lead. Just say it. It's fucking shark boy. <laughs> I, I, so. You know what? I think I'm going to have to watch Ouija shark in celebration of shark week. And there you go. the return of Shark Boy. Ouija Shark is, in fact, a, a real movie. And okay. uh, I encourage everybody to go to IMDb to check out the trailer now. How do you spell Ouija Shark? O-U-I-J-A. Like oh, like board. the Ouija board. Yes. Okay. Ouija Shark. I, you, is I it a psychic shark? everyone to check it out. Oh, man. Psychic Shark. Um what do you know about this new Godzilla movie that I've I've seen a couple ah, of am I, am I'm, I ruining I'm excited. Things? Am I ruining things? No, you're not ruining things, but I'm excited. It's another Japanese Godzilla movie. Um, it's coming out this year. It's nice. another Japanese Godzilla movie in which Godzilla is not friendly. I've always preferred my Godzilla to at the very least be a natural disaster that you mm -hmm. maybe not malevolent, but you got to just survive it. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It looks good. The design of the suit looks, looks good. I mm -hmm. really, really liked the design of Godzilla in the last Japanese movie, Shin Godzilla, but that was a very specific thing. And, you know, I mean, arguably it's almost not even really Godzilla, but I love the design in that last movie. It just looks so, 
how paint. tall from a cannon perspective how tall is godzilla supposed to be that depends on the godzilla um they're all different heights essentially he's grown over the years because like the original 1954 i think was like 50 meters but then okay. by the time 1984 came along they had to like really drastically increase that because like all of the different skyscrapers at that point in the 80s would have been like dwarfing him so they sure. had to like really majorly increase him at that point i don't even know if 50 meters is right for the original yeah it is 50 meters and in 84 they increased him to 80 meters um so the heisai or uh, heisai hensai no heisai era uh, he was more like a hundred meters tall. Um, the Godzilla in like the current American films, as well as Shin Godzilla, was more like 120 meters tall or so. So, yeah, because I'm just thinking about it, and I'm like, compared to you know, Godzilla. I had to look those up. By the way, I do know the original is 50 meters, but that was yeah. the only one I do offhand. I had to look it up. Yeah, so I'm like, compared to Godzilla. Humans must be maybe not the size of ants, but yeah, pretty much though. Rat, rats, inconsequential like, at best. We we are a natural disaster I to mean, the ant community. A rat is the size of a human foot. We're not the size of Godzilla's foot. Yeah, that's true. Like not even close. We well, that's it. Ants. So when you think about it, from a, you know, even with the weapons and stuff, like Godzilla should be just either oblivious to our existence or apathetic to our existence. Yeah, the Heisei era of films treated him more like a hurricane. He mm-hmm. was more like just a, a walking natural disaster. And all you could really do was try to get out of the way. And I think that yeah. was an interesting approach to the character through those films. Um, again, I've always sort of appreciated the films where maybe he was a little more malevolent for whatever reason. Um, but you know, you're right. Why would he be concerned with the doings of man? We're so, yeah. Until, until, you know, if an ant started the, started working together and trying to bite us, you know, we might, you know, we we might respond, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Hmm. So this one looks fun and I, I think it's a period piece. I believe it's taking place right after the end of world war two. Um, it's taking place like in the fifties. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm looking forward to it. And I think it's, I don't know if it's going to be wide, but they're saying it's going to get a theatrical release. I think, and like, it's going to be a quick turnaround. Like, I think it's launching in Japan in November. And I think what I've seen is that December 1st, it's getting a U.S. theatrical release, which again, it's probably limited theaters, one night only one single showing at like 7.30 PM. That's usually what that is for Godzilla movies. But I will freaking take it. Usually that happens like years later, not yeah. not two weeks later. So I'm excited. If I can if I can find tickets, you better believe I'm going to be there. Um, Have you paid twenty five dollars to download the Flash yet? Now that that's out for no, rental or purchase, no, I will. I am unlikely to watch it at all. Mm-hmm. And if you. Oh, Oh, we have a uh, yes crashing the podcast. It's unlikely that he will speak, but just so you folks know, a little russet potato has entered the room, being carried by one. Adorable, 
Adorable, adorable, yeah, me, adorable. Hold that thing. I want to show him the coat. <laughs> I don't know if you can see that. I, like, it, it's kind of like a lighter yeah. brown, but on the back, it's like darker. Yep. And it's the same with his ears. He's got like dark fringe around it, but like he's definitely turning lighter towards the top of the head. I like I like the disco ball on the on the collar. Oh, it's just a it's, yeah. It's a bell. It's a bell. We uh the 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 the, the breeder for these miniature dachshunds actually sends you home with a cat collar that has a bell on it. Um, we we the, the cat collar the clasp on it. You just sort of push it together and pull it apart, but it's a little bit too rough to pull it apart. Mm-hmm. constantly when like going in and out with him as often as we do. So like uh, we've moved the bell to a proper dog collar, which is still about the exact same size uh, as the cat collar. But I was going to say, come back in. And then, there we go. That's perfect. What? Picture to send. I'm sending a picture to Mrs. Uh, Matthews so that ah. she. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's oh, look, he's biting. Look, you're biting. You're very biting. Okay. All right. Welcome, Lenny. We're going to need a hashtag for you. Is it Lenny? Yes. Nah. Nah. We don't need a hashtag. We don't need a Lenny. Yes. Oscar and Lenny. Lenny and Oscar. Thanks for stopping in. I would love. Yeah. Are you sure? I don't want to. Okay, thank you. I yes, I did just ask the love of my life, my 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 my, my long suffering wife, my better half, who is currently caring for mm-hmm. for our our eleven year old dog and our nine week old puppy to bring me a glass of water. Yes, DC, that is exactly what I did. We got to get you a fridge up there that you can have like bottles of water. Nah. Uh, I sent I sent the picture and I believe it took my wife a while to remember the puppy. So she was wondering why I sent a picture of your wife's cleavage. It's some lovely cleavage. (laughs) Then she figured it out. (laughs) Uh, A a hypothetical or should we go right to our email? Where are you feeling? Where are you at? What do you want to do? Maybe. Maybe. um, There's no other wrestling to talk about. There's nothing. I know you've been out of town. Oh. I just uh, we could celebrate the new North American champion over there in NXT. Who's that? Dominic Mysterio. Good for him. Now that he's out of jail, it seems like he's really turning everything around for himself. Mm-hmm. He beat the uh, previous champion, who, of course, you know. Of course, a very hard fought, very hard fought victory indeed. Yes, over Wesley. One half of MSK, MST3K. Okay. Is that like... Um, is that anything like Tim Dick? <laughs> uh, Give me a minute to remember it's kind, it's kind of a little like Tim Dick. Um, MSK, was they were the radicals in Impact. And then two of them came. But now one of them got canceled. So he's been fired. And you weren't sure what was going to happen to the other one, but they decided to push him. And so he was North American champion for quite a long time. Um, but now it is uh, Dirty Dom, Dirty Dom Mysterio. Uh, we're gearing up for SummerSlam, which will be in a couple of weeks. I believe we're getting Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso for the title. 
That's some good service. <laughs> uh, we'll be getting Cody versus Brock again. Again. We'll be getting Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor again. Again. So. Anything you're excited about? Uh, in terms of current wrestling? What video games are you playing? I don't think I have touched Seven Days to Die since uh, we last spoke. I did. Um, did you? <laughs> After you played it, I said, you know what? I'm going to go just check out Steam again. And I saw that Alpha 21 had dropped like three days before. So I installed it and I started playing it. I only played like an hour, so I didn't get very far. How is it? Pretty good. They've made a lot of improvements. Like they've really polished a lot of stuff up. There's a lot to do. The performance is way better than it used to be. Of course, I'm on a way better computer than I used to be. So I don't, I don't know. But yeah, I don't like the, the there's a lot more varied models like like character models like the zombies themselves there's a lot more variety i mean and like they look a lot better than they used to um more high definition like i was really impressed but but admittedly like i'm not sure i'm that impressed because like this is a game that i think i spent the majority of my time playing back in like 2013 Mm -hmm. we're like 10 years later how are you still making basically the same game Whatever. I haven't had to give him any more money, so I mean, I guess I shouldn't complain. Did, did you play the forest? Um, no. I I've watched it be played. Yeah. Well, the thing with the forest is, and actually, the more I think about it these days, I'm more inclined to try it. Back in the day, one of the reasons why I never played it was because of the building system, the crafting mm-hmm. system, where basically you had like this notebook that your character opens, you file to something, it places an outline of the structure, and then you just have to bring the ingredients that you need to make the structure. I've always preferred like the voxel based games like seven days to die or Minecraft where you place blocks one at a time and you build exactly the thing that you want to build, not some prefab structure. However, these days I don't know that I have the inclination or time, let's say, to spend any actual time being creative with the creation of structures. So maybe a system like in the forest would be more appropriate for my current time availability. I I know that Markiplier and friends are playing the sequel sons of the forest. I don't think I've, I watched maybe like 10 minutes of that. Um, Yeah. I've been watching that video as well. Is he actually making a horror movie? Yeah. Based on a video game that you can watch him play on his channel. Okay. I think it's, is it Iron? I want to say uh, Iron Rain, but that's not it. Iron Lung. I was hoping it was getting over it. Iron Lung, Iron. Is that, Something. I forget what it's called. But yeah, it's a, it's this weird sort of like horror submarine game that for whatever reason he got the idea to get the rights to it and write a script and he made a movie. Hey, good for him. I think it's called iron for- lung. Yeah. Okay. So I look forward to that. I look forward to Godzilla. I look forward to iron lung. I'm looking forward uh, to five nights at Freddy's. 
Are you going to the movies this weekend? Um, what's playing? Oppenheimer. Oh, uh, no. Nope. Barbie. I'd be more inclined to see Barbie than Oppenheimer. If that tells you anything about my um, care about Christopher Nolan films. <laughs> is That is who's making Oppenheimer, right? Correct. Yeah. I just don't care anymore. Really? I don't even, th- awesome. I, I only think I saw Inception or his more recent ones. I really like outside of the Batman trilogy, I fell off his work real hard. I don't think it's nearly as interesting yeah. as the mainstream. Oh, he made tenant. Yeah. Like, okay. I watched the previews. I had no desire to watch another one. Another one of those movies. Yeah. I'm not a huge you know, granted, I don't necessarily follow a ton of directors in terms of that, but um, now I'm checking out his IMDb page. Uh, yeah, he did Tenet, which the Ryan George stuff on Tenet is funny. I don't think I've actually ever watched the movie. I don't think I've even watched but, the Ryan George stuff. I'm that adverse to anything. Oh, I saw Insomnia. I saw Memento. I may have seen parts of the Prestige. I saw the Prestige. I saw, I saw Insomnia. Did I he make a film Inception. called Equilibrium, or was that somebody else? I think that's somebody else. Yeah. Is that? Oh, um, that was because um, what's his name was in it. Christian Bale was in it. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, no, I'm not going to the movies. I don't, I don't have any interest right. in either of those. I think we're going to go see Barbie on Friday. Enjoy. I. I haven't been to the movies in a while. I I I said that <laughs> my parents asked my dad. I was like, "Don't tell your friends you're going to see the Barbie movie." I'm like, "You have no idea what this is." My uh, friends will be proud of me. It's not enough to get me to go to the theater, but I totally understand the appeal. I think, it, no. and I, you know, I think for what it is, I think they've done. It looks like they've done right. For what that needs to be. Yes, that's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, If we're heading towards our email, I kind of feel like we should read. Do you want to read Glenn's first or last? Um, Whatever you think is best. I feel like we should start with it because. Because, you know, yeah, let's 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 start with Glenn's. Would you Uh, like to read it or shall I? You can read it. Uh, Thanks again to everyone is the subject. It's at times like these when you appreciate who your friends are. And thanks to ZC, Doc, and this amazing quirky podcast that I've met some true friends. Oh, maybe the Casey Kasem voice wasn't the one to do here. I, I I don't think Glenn would mind if Casey wanted to read this email. But as, as we started, I was like, that don't know. I was diagnosed with chronic lymphatic leukemia last week, and I really didn't want to broadcast about it to start with. But Thursday, I talked about it on a cup of British heritage. So I thought I'd share on here for those that haven't heard. I'll know more next week when I have my first consultation with the hematology, the hematology unit at the hospital. So hopefully I can update more next week. Thanks to everyone more than ever. Glenn, two ends, period. I'm Casey <sighs> Kasem. I realize it again, but 
as he said, quirky podcast. Like, I think I'm doing right by Glenn. And now let, let me drop the charade and say, hey, yes, I'm sorry to hear that news, but I am at least last time I heard from him, it sounded like this was an eminently treatable version, um, yes. which I think is a good thing, obviously. And I'm wishing him nothing but the best. Uh, for those of you who believe in higher powers, I encourage you to send all prayers that you can spare to our good friend, Glenn. Myself, I will be sending all of the good vibes I possibly can mm-hmm. from my location over to the UK. And uh, yeah, I hope things progress well and extremely yeah. quickly. One little blip and that's what I hope for you. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, Glenn has never been the type to complain. Um, I know he is out of work right now. Um, and I know that that uh, might be an issue. Forgive me, Glenn, if that was information you did not want publicized. Um, I am behind on my I cup of British heritage. If that's something that you no, want to check I on. Think, I think it's fine. Um, but um, he's... He is always in, you know, optimistic spirits. He was like, you know, we'll get this taken care of, and I'm a little more tired than usual, but otherwise, we're we're going. So, yeah, all the positivity in the world is heading to Armbar Abbott. We love you dearly. Um, if I need to walk to Louisiana and drag Jeremy out of seclusion so he can send his well wishes as well, then damn it, that's what I will in fact do. Um, So yes, I have said it before. I'll say it again, Glenn, anything you need, you let us know and we will do our best because you have always done your best for us. Agreed. Uh, Our next email, let's go in reverse order here. Let's do Nate's, which is called monotony. Do, 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 do. Monotony. Do, 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 do. What was her name? Tall guy dated somebody and she swore that whenever she heard that song, it meant something bad was going to happen to like a member of her family. And so she like really got upset every time somebody like she guess the cat. No, 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 it was like the type to get upset about nothing and being completely superstitious. That's all. Um, No, it was a, Blonde, he dated briefly. Who yeah, I, feel I, like was I think like I know who you older. mean. Older Amanda, maybe was her name. I think that sounds right. Um, yeah, I remember her. Yeah, I remember like a group of us went to a meal, and I like sat down, and she was like, "Oh, you do you always sit like in the corner?" And I was like, "Yeah," and she's like, "It's because you know, are you Italian? You probably just don't want to be shot in the back of the head." And I was like, "A." Yes, but that's a weird thing to say. Can tall guy pick him or can tall guy pick him? Um, Monotony. Uh, Good morning, DC and Doc. Sometimes work can be a pain in the arse, but lately it's been arsome, and I just look forward to playing cornhole with my coworkers and whooping. Uh, to 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 a certain generation, Nate, cornhole can mean... 
Many Multiple things. things. Uh, it's something small that keeps working exciting and something to look forward to. Well, that's good to hear. That is good to hear. I'm actually glad to hear that. Uh, quick wrestling thoughts. I'm looking forward to Blood and Guts and this week's Dynamite. I think the blind tag tourney is fun and it's going to lead to a very predictable but awesome match at All Out. MJF and Adam Cole versus Futter. Futter? Futter. I am excited for SummerSlam, but three rematches slash matches I've already seen is making my excitement dwindle a little bit. Either way, I'll be watching. Questions. I know you're both teachers. Hey, 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 hey. I am not a teacher. Professor. I'm a professor, God damn it. I'll forgive you this time. But is there anything you do to get more enjoyment out of work? I recently watched the remake of I Spit on Your Grave. And I have to ask, why does this exist? The original, remake, and the sequels, and the same thing with Last House on the left. They're great revenge movies, and I usually don't think you can go too far, but the brutality and disturbing sexual assault scenes in movies always gets me. We should have left those in the past. I hope your weeks get better and happier. Cheers and love you, besties. Nate. Um, how, anything we do to get more enjoyment out of work. Yeah, uh, I don't let work bleed into my actual life as mm. much as possible. Coming from a man who <laughs> maybe over the years, if you've been listening to the show, that, that that sounds antithetical. But like that was like taking on multiple positions, which ate up my time. Right. But like any individual position, I do try to limit how much bleed over there is from the actual defined parameters <laughs> of the position as much as I can. So how do you do that? Because that is something that I struggle with and I know other people struggle with. How do you sort of hang up the work at the end of the oh, day? Uh, and I'm put really back good on? at winging things. So I sometimes just minimally prepare and go in kind of blind. Yes, but I'm just like, so, okay. So you, Never mind. You finish the end of the day. show. You know the immense amount of preparation I put into my courses. So this probably all sounds like a bunch of hot air, but I honestly do think there's truth in what I'm saying right now. Even if I am being somewhat jovial, jovial and dismissive of the mm -hmm. question, like I, I honestly do think I, I, I compartmentalize the work and I don't let it bleed over into my actual life as much as possible. Even when it does yeah. eat up all of my time, when I walk away from the computer, I, tr I really try to just be done with it. Yeah. And that I have a hard time worked, especially with the anxiety. Oh, that's how I yeah. did it. DC medication, medication. <laughs> that's how. Yeah. I, yeah. Especially last year with the difficult class that I had, like I would come home and it would take a while to sort of, pull myself out of it because you just want to keep being like and then this happened and then this happened and then this happened. i do sometimes like we'll get an email that i'll just stew on and all night i'll be thinking about it and i can't fucking sleep and that's why yeah. i think i try to compartmentalize this stuff because i don't want every night to be like that you know what i mean yeah. and to some degree the easiest way to not get caught up in an email like that is to not check your fucking email if i'm not in work hours I try not to look at that. Either. Yeah. I will come home and check it like once at like four in case. Cause I often leave, I leave 
especially last year, the first available minute I am allowed to leave. Yeah. If our contract ends at four o'clock, I am out the door by I'm in my car at four oh one. Um last week when I was getting barbecue with GQ, I had been invited to a meeting with uh an office on campus about this content mapping assessment project that ostensibly I'm involved with because I'm on the committee that's involved with it through my department. Um, but like, and they were like, Oh, you know, this is important stuff and we don't have a lot of time. And yeah, I did not respond to the email. I did not attend the meeting and I will not respond to any emails. I'm on a nine month contract. Motherfuckers. If this is stuff that actually is important and is time sensitive, well, you better put me on a 12 month fucking contract. Otherwise it ain't happen until I get back at the end of August. We'll have our meetings then. See you later. And I don't even have tenure. I just don't give yeah. a shit. Now we were in, we were invited and encouraged to take some of our time uh, to do paid but um, curriculum work over the summer and get this training. And I was like, no, nope. no, nope. nope. The amount you pay me to earn a couple hundred dollars f- to lose part of my summer, not worth it. Yeah, to go back to uh, your your later part about the horror movies there, or uh, I don't know, Last House on the Left, I think, is a horror movie. The other ones, I spit on your grave, that whole series, yeah, they're horror elements, but they're really, as you say, revenge flicks. They're really more just straight-up exploitation films. Um, I, I, I sort of agree with you. I don't think they need to exist any longer. Like, I don't think there needed to be a remake or sequels to the remake of I Spit on Your Grave. Uh, and for those of you who are unacquainted, I Spit on Your Grave is sort of this infamous film, I'm going to say from the mid-70s. Um, it's a film in which a woman is brutalized, let's say, in the middle of the woods by a group of men, and she extracts painful revenge on them throughout the rest of the film. And it's very gratuitous and uh, as films from this era tend to be in lots and lots of different ways. Um, and yeah, even as Nate said, you know, disturbing, trigger warning, sexual assault scenes, uh, rampant, right? So like, mm-hmm. I think that that original film, when you think about the 1970s and you think about how civil rights and things like that were hot topic issues through the 60s and into the 70s. I think, despite the fact that these are just dumb, lowest common denominator, again, exploitation films, I do think they're, to some degree, holding up a mirror and to society and trying to make a statement in the most blunt, ham-fisted way, right? And so I think as a product of their time there is value in that film through that lens um and last house on the left is similar although again that plays more like a horror movie and again i I would say that's a product of its times because of its brutality um it was a time before the before the gloss of the 80s horror movement was in place. It's a dirtier film. It's a grungier film. It's meant to be more realistic and visceral in a way, sort of like, I think, the original 1974 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre is. Um, it's a product of the type of movie that you could make. Because, again, these are extremely low budget, right? These were made... Well, Last House on Left was made by Wes Craven. It was basically his first film. Like, he made it for nothing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was what he could do with what he had available to him at the time. And again, I do think it was reflective of the fears of society and so forth. Um, but I agree. Does not need a remake. Did not need a remake. Did not need sequels to the remake, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so again, I think the original films have value for what they were, for what they reflect from the times that they were made. Um, but I don't necessarily think that they are fun films. I, I they Neither of those are films that I would ever recommend to anyone except for somebody who told me I am a serious horror aficionado and furthermore have actually an interest in like the history and or societal implications of horror. Just even to just a normal horror fan, I don't think I would recommend them as holding any appeal. Um, so yeah. Again, important for certain reasons, but I so I do I, I just think saying why does this exist, I think is what I'm harping on. But I realize you're just saying that as like, because like later on you say we should have left those in the past, and I think I agree with you there. It's not that they shouldn't exist, but I agree. Yeah, they they, they probably could stay in the past. That said, revenge genre films are very interesting, and this has its own weird sort of sexual hangups, I guess. But if you've never seen Old Boy, and I would really recommend the original, not the American remake, although the American remake is is fine. Old Boy is an excellent sort of revenge flick um, that I think is worth watching. More modern, obviously. Um, and geez, there was one on Shudder near when Shudder launched. I think it was called like, I think it was just called Revenge. Um, and yeah, it is a woman taking revenge on a group of men. And I, I saw it. I don't, but I don't think there is sexual assault in that film. I believe that film, she is simply for various reasons left for dead, um, which I think that movie calls back to the exploitation films of the 70s, but updates mm. it in a way that is palatable to a modern audience. Um, so Revenge, I think I would recommend, although... I saw it a long time ago, so I could be wrong on the details. So I'm not 100% sure on that. But I remember it being pretty good. There was one scene towards the climax where there's just a lot of blood. A lot of blood. I think I watched it with GQ. It was kind of comical. But anyways, um, DC? I don't think you should be upset necessarily at the idea that there are predictable matches like Nate mentions here, you know, that he's excited. It's going to lead to a very predictable, but awesome match. wrestling inherently is there's going to be elements of predictability in it. Well, that's true. You hope that you hope that you get surprised. Yeah. Um, but they're telling and, stories. But, so usually you have some idea at least 
what match you're going to get out of it because they're telling a story. Yeah. yeah. You know, when Stone Cold is feuding with Vince McMahon, eventually they're going to get into right. the ring together. Eventually, Although, you know, I will say I don't he I don't think Nate was partaking umbrage with that because he did say, you know, predictable, but awesome. I think his yeah. that I think that's where his excitement was dwindling is from the rematches of things that he's already seen. And that I think can be I I can understand that too. Now you have I'm already done with Cody and Brock. I don't understand why they're fighting. It's a one-sided matchup. We're just spinning our wheels until we get to WrestleMania 40 and Cody gets his win over Roman Reigns maybe. Um so I get it if you're bored with that. Finn Balor, Seth Rollins. I know we just saw it, but I'm I'm kind of like I'm okay with that feud. Pass. But again, I feel like we watched them fight a million times five years ago. We did. They fought at a SummerSlam for the Universal Title, um, and Balor won, but got injured and had to relinquish the belt. Um, but again, it's it's to each their own. The beauty of not watching every hour of wrestling is that sometimes you don't notice when there's rematches. Fair enough. So, but I get it with a roster this big, you would hope for some fresh matchups. Hell yeah. But, uh, speaking of fresh, we have not heard from this person in a very long time. Our final email of the evening from Tim. I'm alive. So I am just now listening to the July 5th episode, 11 days after posting. I haven't missed an episode in years and I don't plan to either. Baseball, four plus nights a week with the kids, plus work, makes podcast time a bit more challenging. But I am here, and I am listening. I recently got access to Apple Music for free as part of a family thing. I don't listen to much music, but I think creating a playlist of random good music to shuffle may be beneficial. So five to ten random good songs you think I should add. I'm a 90s alternative fan for the most part. Pearl Jam and Gin Blossoms, for examples. I appreciate you both. Far more than words can say. Tim. Lovely to hear from you, Tim. Thank you for listening. We understand not everyone's going to be able to keep up with our uh, podcast. So the fact that you're plugging along is great. Um, Five to ten random good songs. Now, this will be interesting because while he is a 90s alternative fan, I'm not necessarily sure that is how I would classify Doc Manson's music taste. Um, if I had to pick like just, I think songs from that time period that pop in my brain immediately, um, my go-to is misery by soul asylum. Mm, I love that song. Good. I like, uh, sex and candy by Marcy's playground. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the two that jump into my head. I, but, but like, also like, but there are also like, um, like there's lots of stuff by Pearl Jam and REM, but like I feel weird recommending that stuff because I feel like that's like the obvious stuff. Yeah, and but there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you forget about the obvious stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, the first thing that came to my mind is a song that GQ recommended me, and it's not even I wouldn't even say it's '90s alternative. Um, but this song always makes me think. This is the band is the format, and the song is called the first single. Um, that one's good. I'd put that's, I wouldn't see playlist to shuffle. That's a good sort of 
kind of get your toe tapping and feel putting yourself in a good place. Black Hole um, Sun by Soundgarden. Yeah. Bittersweet Symphony um, by The Verve. I don't know if I really recommend that one. I would go with Hook by Blues Traveler. I would go by I would go with The Way by Fastball. Where were they going without ever knowing? I forgot about Fastball. That's a good, that's a good song. I think they, they were all the rage there for a while. I could, that's the only song uh, by them I know of that exists, though. Anyone can see the road that they... Uh, you want to know? See. I mean, anything by Alanis Morissette from Jagged Little Pill, that entire album yeah. was full of bangers. Honestly, that whole album yeah. is awesome. Um... You know, I think put some bare naked ladies in there. You could, you could, this, you know, this is an alternative, pick. but I think the time period is right. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> love Fool by the Cardigans. Love me, love me, say that you love me. That's the one. That's a good song. There's nothing wrong with that That's song. That's a good one. Um, hmm. You know, any sort of 90s Weird Al you could put in there. Yeah, for sure. Um, mm. Hey, in, in honor of uh, the Barbie movie coming out this this week, I don't know if this I'm a is... Barbie girl. Yeah, Barbie girl by Aqua. Yeah. Is the, 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 now, we're, that, now we're really losing I know, the that's not alternative the... at all. But did that make a comeback? Have they used that at all in the marketing for this film? Not that I've seen. They should. They should have brought that one back. I'm just thinking of just uh, general 90s songs. But Oh, Loser by Beck. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. You put some Boss Tones in there, get a little ska going. I liked ska. I was a big fan of the Boss Tones. Yeah. I mean, anything by the butthole surfers, really? <laughs> put some Sublime in there. Maybe not Santeria. That was a little overplayed, but you could put some. Oh, uh, but if you if you do get that album with Santeria on it, there's two like there's Santeria, which is the one you always hear on the radio. There's also like a remixed version that's slightly more acoustic has different timings on the lyrics. I actually prefer that version. I would look that one up if you could. I don't know if there's I don't know if there's three different versions of that on that album, but that's I think it's the second one that I I really, really like. You never hear it anymore. It's never the one they play on the radio. Um, zombie by the cranberries. Okay, great. Song. If you want to go like like um, I don't know if it has to be alternative, but like again, nineties. I'm thinking like Beastie Boys. I'm thinking like Paul Revere or Sabotage mm-hmm. or uh, what was that? Got to fight for your right to party, right? That was them, yep. right? It's Beasties. Yep. Uh, Run DMC. I love a lot of stuff by Run DMC. Anything by Nirvana. Obviously, Teen Spirit's the big one, but. Firestarter. Firestarter. I'm a Firestarter. Twisted Firestarter. Prodigy. I don't remember that one. Oh, man. Um, I'm blue. We could keep going. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. There's a lot of good stuff. I don't know whether it helps you any of that. But yeah, Soul Asylum. Misery. I don't know why, man, but that's like the one I always come back to. I think probably because I think maybe it was in Clerks. And that's the reason why I got mm. lodged in my head. Um, yep. But 
but yeah. Well, there you go. That that's at least five or ten random good songs. So yeah. Thank you to Glenn and Nate and Tim. Uh, your contributions always appreciated. Yes. Uh, what's your piece of positivity there, sir? What do you got going that's uh, that's making you happy? Or are we going with the obvious here? Yeah, it's probably got to be Lenny Dog. Lenny is wonderful and smoochly and very bitey with very pointy, sharp little puppy teeth. And he loves to bite toes and ankles right now. Um, so that's a mess. <sighs> But he sure is sweet all the other time. I was going to say, this is the piece of positivity. You cannot end it with it's a mess. <laughs> uh, but, you know, good things to come. Good things now. Um, it'll be a wild ride. Can't wait to see how it goes. This time next week. Well, not this time, but a couple hours beforehand. I will probably gone to the vet to have gotten him some vaccination shots. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, he's a lovely little spud. Welcome to the world. Maybe I'll try to post he does. an image of Lenny to uh, Discord. To the Discord. Oh, how are you doing on Twitter these days? Are you able to actually read tweets and stuff? I or? have not had an issue with my tweets being limited. Good. Um, outside of that first day. Um, but I also don't spend a huge amount of time on there. Um, you know, I'll check things every so often, but I'm not living on Twitter like I used to. So, uh, so that works out. Um, how have I sounded this episode? Do I sound, you sound blown regular? Blown you sound like Am I too loud. You found, you sound a little like your mic's a little hot. Yeah. Why? Why do you ask? Well, I was reminded of. Um, uh, a few weeks ago, you have a maybe chair a month uh, or so of different variety that you're sitting in. Did I just bury the lead there? No, that's fine. I, I just, I was I just you to honestly come. just looked over your shoulders and had the realization that when you started down that that path, I'm yeah. sorry, I just blurted it. Uh, out. No, 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 no. I don't mind at all. Um, today, the reason I went to my parents' house was I was borrowing my dad's truck. I then went to the furniture store, picked up this beautiful black armchair, brought it home, and uh, got myself a new microphone stand um, that will make things a little bit easier, I think, although that's still a work in progress. Always. Um, but yeah, I am I am sitting in a much more comfortable spot right now. Uh, this room had been fairly utilitarian, just got rid of our cafe table um but yes just the fact that this space is becoming much more comfortable and not just a place where all the excess furniture lived uh has been lovely because yes i've been able to sit here it, it does make a little you know i need to figure out a few more things the the macbook is currently resting on the arm of the chair which is large enough that it can hold it but i don't think this is a permanent uh answer but uh, but yes, just the fact that I, I my goal is to spend as much time as possible, pull the ottoman over, put my feet up. Um, I was curled up at one point and my wife walked in and was like, you're going to fall asleep in this chair two or three nights a week. And I was like, that's the plan. I'll be snoring here. Just elbow me when you need me to go snore in a different room. 
So well, that sounds lovely. I'm glad that you're comfortable. It's, it's, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I hope you have had a comfortable time listening to this episode. Um, thank you for tuning in, Doc Manson. Anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that good night? Uh, podcast ddtwrestling.com that's the email mm-hmm. address right that is and uh, patreon.com forward slash ddtwrestling uh, if, if you feel like uh, giving us a donation to help us with uh, hosting costs and so forth yes indeed he is doc manson at doc manson my name is dc matthews at the dc matthews uh have yourselves a lovely weekend as we approach the end of july please don't make me go back to work until we meet again my friends won't you be our bestie i'm gonna take a nap right in this chair <laughs>